going on? It is Gail Wright here. Welcome back to the Nakama Lounge. This is episode three of your weekly, or I should say not weekly, but every fortnight podcast, basically. And uh, today with me, we have a new guest as well. Now, before we get into it, this podcast premieres on YouTube as well as on Spotify. So be sure to check out all platforms if you want to hear us on the go or if you want to watch us and see our reactions to what the other person says, basically, over on YouTube. But like I said, today we have a very special guest and a newcomer to the 59 Manga channel, and that is Trico Gaming. Say hello, May. Hello. Hello, everyone. How are you all doing today? And of course, we do have our returning panelists as well in the form of Is. Say hello, May. Hey, yo, what up? What up? And of course, celebrating her birthday very recently. And I w- hope you guys say happy birthday to her in the comment section down below. Stacy, say hello. Hi, guys. Yes, and thank you for the birthday wishes in advance. Thank you. All right. So like I said, today is going to be a very, very, very interesting day because we've got a lot of topics to talk about. You know, Anime Expo is coming up. We are going to be delving into a very debated topic, especially one that's going to be covering all genres, not just one genre. But before we get into those topics, our first topic of the day is going to be about the end of the spring season. Now, the end of the spring season is near. We're going to be starting the summer season soon, even. I think July 7th is when I'm seeing a lot of anime starting to air, basically, or in and around there. And first question, obviously, as per usual, is the end of the spring season is here. What have you guys been watching and which show has impressed you the most of the season? Stacey, we'll start with you, the birthday girl. How, are, how have you been finding the season and what have you been watching from it? I mean, really, the only two shows I've been watching are Kaguya-sama and Spy Family. I'm finally all caught up with Kaguya-sama, mm-hmm. and I'm happy I am. Like, this this season, the season that is happening right now, is honestly the best season out of all of the seasons that Kaguya-sama uh, has had so far. And I really enjoy it. Spy Family is also, like, a huge hit, and I'm sad it's going to be over. Like, I'm just, a, I'm just happy I'm a manga reader with Spy Family because, mm-hmm. like... There's just so much to it, and I love it. Um, but I have been watching Ava as well. I know it's not like a seasonal anime, but like I finally am watching the Rebuild movies. So I watched the first Rebuild movie, and yeah, so I've been watching that. And I fi- and I started this anime called Carol and Tuesday on Netflix. It's like it came out a couple years ago, and mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying it. It's kind of nice after watching Ava. Like it's not so depressing and whatever. So <laughs> it was like a nice change of pace. And of course, I'm watching One Piece weekly. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, just like the huge, nothing too crazy. Yeah, I want to bring us back to Kaguya-sama for a second there because this week, well, at the time of this recording, the final episode is still yet to air. Um, I think this podcast will go up a day, couple of days after the anime airs its final episode, but it is an hour-long finale, so I'm very excited about it because that's... Oh my be... god, it re- is it really? Yeah, it's a full. What? It's an hour-long finale, so uh, oh. well, for, for us, it'll be probably like 40, 45 minutes because in Japan, they have ads and stuff, and that is the total of one hour, uh, that is the total of one hour, right? Uh, for us, it'll yeah. be like 45 minutes or so, basically, but it's still an hour-long finale, which I'm so, so excited for. And That's of course, awesome. yeah, of course, we'll come back and talk about it once it's done and dusted. I know that at Anime Expo as well, they're having a panel, which I assume must mean that they're going to announce the next season. There is my guess uh, or an OVA, one or the other or both even. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they announced both, to be honest. But 
yeah, I'm very excited for the finale. It's going to be super, super exciting. And uh, Trico, how about you? How are you finding the season? And what has been your sort of like underrated show from this season? Um, I've been watching a lot uh, this season. I, I usually try and like uh, try out a lot of the different ones that I didn't think I was going to like. You know, mm-hmm. like some not popular ones, and see which ones actually will like catch my eye. I've been watching, you know, like the stereotypical like Komi-san, uh, Kage-sama, Spy Family, and like these ones I definitely really like. Like there's a reason why they're really really big, and like why a lot of people still like them to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I got into like Skeleton Knight. I got into the um, the Sini Shi Kimi Kimori. Shikimori. Shikimori is not Shikimori. Yeah, yeah. That one. That one's pretty interesting. Um, I haven't watched it after like I think the fourth episode though. I kind of yeah. let go of it. It just kind of came eh for me. Um, mm-hmm. But the one that I thought that was really underrated that not many people watch was the In Heart In the Heart of a Kanochi Subaki. Yes, um, I, yep, that yep. one's like the ninja one. Mm-hmm. I thought that one was really cool. I actually really, really like that one. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and Skeleton Knight. And I also watched a little bit of Skeleton Knight too. Yeah, the funny thing about Tsubaki is, for those who don't know, it's actually made by the same creator of Takagi-san. Or Tia, uh, and it, it, you can tell by the design that it's very similar. But those are mm-hmm. good shows. Skeleton Knight, I know, like, I've, al- I've already, like, you know, given it the title of it's basically a bet like not better but like a more funny version of basically overload basically that's that's how i've treated it as basically um is how about you how are you finding the season and anything you've been noticing anything you want to talk about potentially um not necessarily really um i mean we've covered like obviously kakia sama uh shikimori uh scales of night you know, those are all like, you know, pretty well, Shikimori's kinda eh. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um obviously Kaguya Sama and you know Skeleton Knight are really good. Um one thing that I know that a lot of people have been talking about is Love After World Domination. That one's actually, mm-hmm. you know, it surprised me actually. Um I thought it was gonna just be your stereotypical just like, you know, rom con here and there, but it was obviously it is your stereotypical rom com, but like the fact that it's melding essentially like what if a power ranger and the villain you know fell in love you know like, <laughs> what would happen right then and you know yep. it's very interesting to watch and just to see really um that you know even though like they are like even though they're all supposed to be rivals like they still like found things like they've still found each other drag they still found things like each one was interested in that's what you know kind of kept me because i was like okay well let me see where this goes mm-hmm. and so far it has not disappointed it's one of the funniest like things. It's it's like funny and it's in an awkward kind of sense where it's like you're just like, oh this this is so this feels so awkward, but I can't help but laugh. Yeah. So love after world domination. That's the one that um surprised me. And obviously um the world the world of otome game is hard for a mob character. That one also surprised me as well mm-hmm. because it took it it like like um oh my god like Konosuba. It takes the it takes the trope of an isekai and just flips it on its head to be something completely different, and you know I enjoyed it. So those are the two of the ones that uh, surprised me that I didn't think I would be very much into, but I'm very much love. 
Yeah, I think the biggest thing, obviously, as well, like you, I think both you and Trico mentioned is Shikimori being a bit of a disappointment, right? I think it was one of the more hyped shows at the start of the season, right? And I feel like they're surprisingly what was supposed to be a very strong season. I generally went into the spring season thinking, you know, this was going to be a really strong season because, you know, the hype was there for Shikimori, uh, Spy Family and Kage-sama were already extremely popular be it from manga format or previous seasons, right? And then, of course, the big name, the other big name of the season, which uh, everybody's just forgotten exists, let's be real, is Rising of the Shield Hero Season 2, right? Like, that first season was so well-received. I remember because it was going toe-to-toe with Demon Slayer Season 1 as well. I still remember um, they started airing at the same time, and it still gained a really good fan base in that first season to the point now where the second season has just not been good enough. I don't know if any of you guys have been keeping up with it, but if you guys have, I don't know, because in all honesty, I wouldn't blame you if you guys stopped watching it after like episode five, episode six. But yeah, it's just been such an utter disappointment. Uh, I don't know. Is Trico, Stacey, any of you guys have been keeping up with it maybe? No. I mean, like, no. it sounded good. You guys said, like, the first season was so dope, and I remember you guys talking it up and that you were so excited for it, and to hear that it was a disappointment, it's like, uh, do I even care to watch this now? You know, yeah. is it worth my energy? But, yeah, I mean, I don't know why it's disappointing. I don't know anything about the show. Uh, but just hearing the feedback, it just kind of deters me away from it. So, really, that's all I know. Yeah, it is what like, you. Or oh, Chico, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, um, like, like when it first came out, it was definitely says like one of the better like isekai anime because there's so much isekai anime that's been like dumped on us every single season, mm-hmm. and this was one of the ones that actually shined, and a lot of people really liked it when it first came out, and like you said, it competed against like Demon Slayer kind of quality, and a lot of people love the characters and everything. Go for it. I think the main reason why it just did not pop off in the second season was because like they decided to tackle like a really boring arc with a turtle. And people were like, well, why is it so slow? Like, this yeah. is the second season. It should be hyped. It should bring us together. It should get us really excited for the second season. But it just showed off, like, the worst part of, like, the manga where they just did not really talk about anything. And people who wanted to jump into it didn't get gripped anymore. And I heard now, I haven't, wa- I haven't watched it after that little part. I heard now it has ramped back up and it's gotten better, but they already lost like all that traction. They pretty much just like fell like really hard. Yeah, that's the thing as well. I know a lot of people were saying like, oh, this this arc, because I I did do a couple of uh, reviews initially, like the first two, three episodes. And I even made like where uh, a video on how and where did uh, Rising of the Shield go wrong. And I saw a lot of people saying the same thing, that the arc that they were tackling was bad enough. And then on top of that, they decided to cut up all the development. And, you know, they were they were rushing through the series like it was a slow arc anyways in the manga, but or in the light novel as well, I should say. Uh, But the problem is that they took all the development that mattered to the characters and, you know, just did the parts that didn't, you know, add anything to the series or bring attention to the series in any manner right and that was a problem and, and along with that they had very inconsistent animation qualities especially with the cg of the turtle very questionable at times but yeah is you were saying something i think sorry we we cut you up a couple of times but what were you saying oh no you guys legitimately took the words out of my mouth like just mm-hmm. the fact that they they try to 
essentially make a boring arch uh, arc shorter, but cutting out like all this stuff that like, at least made it somewhat decent is just what's the point? And then now with the animation too, it's like the animation was so spotty. Like I was just sitting here like, what the hell? Like the animation the first season was, you know, really good. It was really well done. And now the animation this season was just completely in total trash. It was essentially like, like it was essentially like another Seven Deadly Sins, except not as worse, but still pretty bad. Yeah. Where you were like, had pretty good, pretty good animation and then just straight up trash can. Mm-hmm. So, and the mm-hmm. fact of, the fact of like it, it happened this early in the season, like everyone dropped it off. Mm. There, you mm-hmm. er, er, like everyone like probably gave it like three or four episodes. Doesn't matter. The the only people that probably would stay are the ones that are just like you know what I already watched it. You know I'll go through the end, and they're the ones that would be like okay, it at least got better at like episode eleven when there's only twelve episodes supposed to be out. So it's like what's the point anymore? You know. True. So it's just, it's just very disappointing to me. Like the fact of I I was kind of hyped for it to come back. At least try to make that arc a little bit better. Nope, made it worse, and now <laughs> here we are. Yeah, it, it's it's unfortunate. It's it's definitely a very unfortunate situation that it's been going through, and I feel like it's been happening a lot recently as well. It's just not like it's been only Rising of the Shield hero that's gone through this second season syndrome. Right, you've had Promised Neverland and you know a couple of others as well, along with Promised Neverland that have just not been up to scratch for some reason or the or another. I don't know what what is the reason behind these shows having this second season syndrome of just falling flat on their face. It's super super odd. But let's move on to a little bit more of a positive topic and uh, let's talk about our early predictions for anime of the season. You know, we're wrapping this up. You know, we're almost done. I know we're still a week away from the final episode and. Things can change massively in that final episode. And especially shows like Spy Family, we're expecting to end on a cliffhanger because, you know, the show is going to be coming back in the fall season, right? But let's see what our early predictions are for the anime of the season. What do you think will take the... Uh, who do you think will take the crown? Uh, is we'll start with you. Who do you think will take the crown? Honestly, it's, it's really much... Pretty much a toss-up between either Kaguya or Spy Family. Mm-hmm. Depending on how Kaguya will end its final episode, it can that can be the turning point of okay. Well, Kaguya had a, Kaguya Sama had an amazing finale, so you know there it goes anime of the season. But if it's you know if it's pretty good but not like you know amazing, then it most likely will go as my family because of that cliffhanger. Because then people are just like I I want to know like you know it mm-hmm. was like they. They left them. They left them at like a really good stopping point where they're just like, all right, well, you know, this was intriguing. This was an amazing episode. Like to be honest, like even like anime, like weekly animes, like it's always been Spy Family, always on top. So it can like and Kaguya-sama like teetering, teetering behind. So it's it's legitimately just a toss up, and all like you said, it all depends on this, on the finale episode for Kaguya and the finale and the. Finale half season for uh, Spy Family. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I think Trico, Stacey, I guess you guys would agree with this on that one. Um, I feel like Spy Family is gonna take it. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, more people know Spy Family, more people are into Spy Family. Kaguya Sama is great. Like, I honestly hope it wins because, dude, that rap episode. You know that one rap yep, episode yep. like deserves <laughs> deserves the entire like award. Seriously, that was like the best episode I've seen ever. Mm-hmm. Um and so 
Yeah, with a 45-minute to an hour finale, it'll be interesting to see what happens in Kaguya-sama. Like, I don't know anything about... I haven't read the manga or anything, so I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm excited to see because, like, a whole, like, bomb just happened in the last episode. And so... Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. But I feel like no matter what happens to Kaguya-sama, it's going to be Spy Family at the top. It's just so popular right now. It's it, it. I feel like it's like as popular as... I mean, maybe not as popular as Demon Slayer yet, but it has that same feeling as just like, oh my god, everyone's watching this show, you know? Yeah, and, and it's kind of weird that... I mean, I understand why they've decided to go for a split core just to make, you know, make sure the quality's up there and stuff, right? Um... It obviously would have been better if it just continued into the next season, right? Because then the consistency would be there. It's something we've discussed in numerous uh, videos and podcasts where, you know, we've taken a certain show's example, <coughs> JoJo's, <coughs> sorry, um, <laughs> about, you know, having such a big gap between shows, uh, shows uh, episodes, right? It, you, you lose that connection. And I feel like, I hope that this doesn't backfire on them necessarily. I don't think so. It's not as bad as... JoJo's part six, right? Um, it's only like a three month gap basically between the two ep- uh, between episode twelve to thirteen, basically. So we'll see what happens in that regards. But I do agree, Spy Family is a little bit more popular. Um, I say a little bit more, a lot more popular. It's one of the new gen. It's part of the shonen category. People love it. People love it for a reason. So definitely very, very, uh, very likely that it is gonna win. Trico, what do you feel? Like definitely, Spy Family is so mass right now is like not a single anime corner that's not talking about it um i actually had a friend who was reading the manga before this and he was telling me that like oh my god spy family is getting an anime adaptation he was like telling me like how amazing is going to be and i was like ah, oh, yeah sure you know this doesn't <laughs> sound that cool mm-hmm. but now i'm like oh my god this anime is so freaking dope so i'm actually really excited that it's actually doing super well i am still like a love is war kaya sama like huge fan and i really am super excited excited for the final part because i did read the manga and oh my god if they like if they do the ending right it should blow up the internet it really should so like i don't think it's gonna overblow spy family because it was just this huge big ordeal with all the great characters music writing like i pretty sure spy family is definitely gonna win but kaguya sama is definitely like going to still blow up and make a huge impact for this season yeah definitely it's gonna be very interesting i think uh that that finale like you said if they adapt the manga correctly it probably will you know take the reins but who knows we'll have to just wait and see but there we have it. That's our spring season finale. Um, we will be obviously coming back to a completely fresh season um, next time around when we do the podcast. It'll be the start of the summer season. And we will be uh, sort of, you know, previewing the summer season then. Today, however, we're going to be talking about something else instead. We're going to be focusing in on genres. Now, across the anime world, there's a bunch of genres and subgenres. You've got your slice of lives, you've got your shonen, you've got your signing, you've got your shoujo uh, anime and manga, you've got your sort of healing anime, basically, you've got your thrillers, horrors, you know, mystery, and so on and so forth. You've got so many genres in the anime world. But today, what we're going to do is we're going to look at some of the more popular genres. And I think as a collective, we're going to see if we sort of agree or disagree with our choices on what we feel is the best 
anime or manga series in that specific genre. So the genres that we are looking at today are going to be action, comedy, slice of lives, fantasy, romance, sci-fi. Those are the six categories we're going to be looking at. And I know some people will say, oh, slice of lives, that's kind of in line with romance. Not necessarily. There are dedicated slice of lives that aren't romance necessarily. Same thing with romance and comedies. And the thing is, we, I think, will allow people to kind of use the same show for romance and comedies, assuming it is a rom-com, like, say, Kaguya Samurai. I think we'll allow that. But let's start with action, because this one is going to be the most interesting one because there's so many action shows out there you've got bleach naruto dragon ball jojos there's just so many all right stacy we'll start with you best action Dude. show. <laughs> oh my I'm, god like, I'm, br- I'm bringing you in first let's go I have that's to go. too hard like the, do you know how much action anime is out there it's mm-hmm. ridiculous and exactly why i chose you first let's go Probably One Piece. I mean, mm-hmm. like, lots of good action in there. That's not even necessarily fighting. There's just, like, a lot of adventure, a lot of discovery and exploring, and I love it. Maybe manga-wise, I'd maybe say Berserk. Berserk has a ton of action in it, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. So those are probably my top two. I know that there are a lot of other action animes, but those are the top two that come to my head, like, right off the bat. Those are just, like, iconic uh animes and manga so yeah those are my two i guess i guess that was pretty easy but i mean (laughs) there we go i mean arguably those are some really good choices to be quite honest for something that came off the top of your head and and in all honesty i would agree with you because obviously we know berserk's returning and all but like on top of that berserk is already just so iconic period from the get-go it's a shame it's never gotten a really amazing anime adaptation yet you know yeah i wish (laughs) i wonder why though like there have been so many other animes that like don't Mm -hmm. deserve an adaptation and berserk like i mean they have the movies but dang like we want a show i want a long-running anime from berserk you know i i I need that i need it in my life (laughs) yeah it's kind of weird i mean right now i assume it's a little bit tricky to do it obviously with the passing of mira and figuring it out and especially with i think they want to settle down the manga first but i do hope that they do consider you know finally making that move to adapting it you know finding a good uh studio to produce the anime i don't know who would be the best studio to produce berserk to be quite honest i can't think of one of the top of my head right but there has to be somebody out there who would be willing to take a shot and do a good job at it unlike 2016 you know we we don't talk about that that iteration of berserk um is how about you best action shows uh or manga what what do you what do you say uh in all honesty, mm-hmm. I like I was gonna say One Piece, but then they took it. So I will go with. Uh, I, I mean, you can say go with Bleach. You can say the Actually, same no, one if you I want. I realize. No, Bungo Stray Dogs. <laughs> Bungo Stray Bungo Dogs. Stray Dogs. That's, a good one. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I, it's a, it's a bit of an underrated one. I would say not a lot of people have heard about it. It is a decent one though. I, I'm surprised that you went for it. Any reason particular or any particular reason why I should say. Um, there's like the way that they fight because the thing is like, I'm gonna be real with you. Like most of these like shonen animes is literally just I have power, blah blah blah. It's like here's me, <laughs> big bulging muscle, blah blah blah, <clears throat> Dragon Ball. But 
Uh, <laughs> it's just it's it's like it just feels so redundant at this point. Where it's mm-hmm. just like you, you got big guy, then you got other big guy. They punch. That's it. Cool. Bungo Stray Dogs. It was actually very different. Like you know, they obviously they have powers, but the thing is, like, they're really smart with their powers. Like they utilize it to the point where it's just like same thing in One Piece, where like obviously like those people like utilize their devil fruits, but mm-hmm. like in Bungo Stray Dogs, they utilize their powers like fluently and as if it's like a quote unquote like you know realistic to the world, in a sort of sense. So yeah. that's what I feel like with Bungo Stray Dogs, like. And, like, some of the fight scenes, like, that were choreographed were really well done. Like, at the end of the second season, uh, where the, I obviously it's going to be a spoiler, but um, where, I forgot what's his name, the Were Tiger and the, um, the Shadow Guy, where mm-hmm. they combined together and they made, like, one conglomerate power to take out, like, you know, the big bad whose power was money, essentially. And basically, you know, beat him so he was broke. That was actually really well done. So mm-hmm. that's one I would say. No, that's fair. I think that's a very good shout. I honestly not was not expecting such an underrated show to come into into this uh, uh picture. To be quite honest, Shiko, how about you? Best action show out there. Um. So this is going to be very like generic because a lot of people like agree with this but it mm. just means a lot to me and as full metal alchemist brotherhood i just love the action in that because like with uh is uh um choice for stray dogs um i really just like how they kind of like did their powers but they actually did it very smartly like there was a like, reason behind everything and it's not just two giant like buff jojo characters looking people fighting each other for just pounds of strength they actually had to think about what they were doing and i just love the freaking anime like crazy so like action is perfect for that but if i could name another one that i could say that was the last one that just blew my mind with the amount of action they did mm. was probably going to be recreators uh, it was a very underrated one because it was on, only on the Amazon Prime network. Mm-hmm. But that one is like has some of the great like um, animation done, and also they have a lot of really interesting characters with different interesting like quirks and abilities that when they interact with each other, it just worked out super well. I definitely recommend checking that one out. That's fair. That is absolutely fair. And uh, I I kind of like all the options you've got on the table. I wasn't, you know, when I uh, came into this podcast, I was like, uh, I expect a couple of JoJo's here and there. You know, one piece, of course, Stacey mentioned, which I think is completely fair, right? But Bungo Stray Dogs, Recreators, and, you know, these are some really, really great options for sure. Uh, for me, I think, in all honesty... It's a little difficult. I mean, like you guys said, uh, the action genre is so big, especially in the anime industry, right? It's just like the the staple, basically, right? Because we obviously had, like, as much as people slay Dragon Ball story and, you know, so on and so forth, and it's outdated storytelling experience, I suppose, it still is such an iconic piece of history. And it inspired so many of these mangakas that followed up. I think for me, though, if I had to choose one that was really, really good and I still love to this day, I would probably say Yu Yu Hakusho for me, I think, probably when it comes to action slash adventure more so. You know, it obviously involves a lot of supernatural martial arts as well, which was fantastic for its time. And, you know, 
it was great. I loved the storytelling. And obviously, we know the ending was a little dicey, of course. But again, that was understandable with especially the issues that Tagashi was going through with his health and everything. But overall, I mean, from start to end, it was it encaptured me. It made me interested in the series and made me want to keep reading continuously once I got hooked in on it, for sure. So for me, I think Yu Yu Hakusho is a big, big staple for me in terms of the action genre entirely, be it manga or anime, I would say, probably. Um, Let's move on to the next genre. I think we're going to go a little bit to the side and we'll go into Slice of Lives. Um, Iz, we'll start with you. Your best Slice of Life show or manga or light novel either or best slice of life the only one that I can think of that literally popped into my head whenever i thought of slice of life was uh uh the class president's a maid that one completely popped in my head when i ever think of slice of life it's like one of those like it was i think one of the very first slice of life that i really got into Mm-hmm. Uh, just the story, just the story, and like the characters, and just like the overall overall atmosphere of the anime, um, really, you know, kept me in for the long run. And then obviously, like because of that, I went and you know read the manga and you know fell in love with the manga. So that's the one slice of life. Uh, I will say that um that I was like one of my favorites in the slice of life. I was I was thinking about Fuka in the Ooh. manga sense, but because the anime did it so dirty, I was like, no, I can't. I can't. As much as I want to say it, like if if we're thinking manga, then yeah, definitely Fuka, but to be yeah. honest. Uh, <laughs> <sad>. <laughs> we don't talk about that. It, we definitely don't talk about that. Um, Stacey, how about you? Any slice of lives that come to your mind in terms of like something that you would put on a pedestal? Um, I think my favorite is probably Fruits Basket. I think that would be Slice of Life. I mean, it, it has is, a lot it of is. like it was gonna Slice be of Life years. aspects. Yep. Yeah, I love I love Fruits Basket. It's like dramatic. It has a lot of romance to it and like twists and turns. And I really like it. Um, but I also liked Clan Ed After Story as well. Mm-hmm. So those are probably like top two. They both are romance, but hey. They're they're good slice of lives. I like them. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you kind of took my vote with Fruits Basket, so I'll just say mine. I think even I think Fruits Basket, especially the last season, I still need to watch mm-hmm. the prelude movie. I'm still waiting for it to come. Please, can you guys, you know, drop it sometime soon? I would like that to happen. You know, please, I beg. Um, But the prelude movie is something I really need to watch. But even, even then, seasons two and three really definitely hooked me in for sure season one was a little bit dicey for me i'm not gonna lie i wasn't too sure if i would continue re-watching it but yeah. i'm kind of glad that i did because seasons two and three were really 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 good i would say and and in my opinion season three kind of got robbed at french rolls awards i think it should have won anime of the year but that's just me in all honesty um i also do think oh. for me personally and i know stacy's gonna call me out for this one i think ganohana i really 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 like Personally, I have to give it one, uh, 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 you know, Ew. an honorary vote. Listen, uh, I, I was I was waiting for you to say it. I was waiting for you to say Anohana. I like it. I, I want to give it my vote. I think it's really, really good. It made me cry a lot. 
when I was like 16, 17. Oh, yeah, Please <laughs> let me slide. Let it slide. Let it slide. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Trico, how about you? Best slice of life from your end? Uh, wow, like because a lot of my slice of life ones that are my favorites are usually romance. So I'm going to save it for the romance uh, category if we do mm-hmm. one. Um, and that is so the only one I can really think of is like like old school ones like Lucky Star. But I think the one that I can like say is probably my favorite one is um, Comey. Just because Comey can't communicate. Yep. Just because I actually was in the the community during the time where we all thought it would never get an anime adaptation like, mm-hmm. at all. Like I, like I was reading the manga. I was really enjoying it, really loving it. And all these other stuff like, um, Uzaki-chan and Miss Nagatoro was getting all these anime and, and we were like all sitting there like, oh my god, Komi, when will you get anime? It will never happen. And then when it got announced, like the whole community just blew up and we got so yep. excited. And so far, they have not disappointed. Each mm-hmm. and every episode just made me fall in love with it more and more. And even though I'm super far into the manga right now, I still can't wait until like new characters get introduced, what they're going to try for new things. And you know what? I just, I love it. Uh, if I could say a second option, uh, because it just popped in my head, and that is Way of the House Husband, because that one's a such a gem. I really like that one too. Yeah, that kind of went under the radar, especially because everybody saw the animation initially and they were like, "What the hell is this? This is what are they doing?" Kind of thing, right? But it actually ended up being really funny, really good, and really enjoyable as well, for sure. Um, all right, there's our slice of lives. Let's move on to. The next category, fantasy. Now, fantasy will include isekais and stuff like that. So let's hit it. Trickle, best fantasy you think? Um, so I like, like, I'm a huge, I'm not really into like the isekai kind of stuff. I kind mm-hmm. of don't really care too much about that trope. Yep. Um, but I will definitely say my favorite fantasy or my favorite like isekai, I would say, would be that time got reincarnation as a slime. So I think they just did it super well. Is one issue I always had with Isekai is that I just don't like how like a character is brought up to be this super overpowered character and yep. then something happens to them and like some plot device is thrown at them and like, oh no, I'm super weak now. And I really hate <laughs> it when they do that. Like if there's a super overpowered character, I want them to stay overpowered and yep. just be cool and epic. And I feel like they did that really well with like the um, reincarnation of slime because that person was always epic and always really good the entire time. But it was the development of all the side characters that actually showed progress and work hard to do everything. So mm-hmm. like the character stayed good and awesome, but there was still progression and growth with like, the other characters i thought like that was probably one of my favorite ones definitely mm-hmm. i definitely uh, see where you're coming from i think slime is a would be a common you know top place that like for a lot of people i think people would put it on their top place commonly um how about you is where what would you say is your best fantasy mm, i would have to say konosuba on all honesty yep. i think Think it's okay. It's either between Konosuba, or uh, is it wrong to pick up uh, girls in a dungeon? Those are those two. It's like IG. the the those two. Yeah, those two is just they like just like the world that they set it in. Like mm-hmm. obviously, like Konosuba, like we don't know much about the world except for part. Like like obviously, like in the movies where we find out that Megumi's whole entire clan was made from another guy who got isekai into their world. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. So it's like 
it's like that little part just like obviously you know made Konosuba's world a little bit more interesting because like okay well there's another person that got isekai here so obviously there's going to be something more to it mm-hmm. and obviously we don't know who the demon lord is like at all yeah like we haven't seen him we haven't seen him once and supposedly um supposedly the main character is supposed to kill him but we haven't seen him we've only seen like his two lackeys and that's it yeah so it's like that's very interesting and then with don machi uh just the fact of there's like like the tower in itself is like not only do we get to see like obviously the world like you know the towns and stuff like that but just like towers itself is where it's just like there's just vast and like and endless possibilities Mm-hmm. And especially like now, like you know, when finding out what Bell is, like who Bell's grandpa was, who was Zeus. Mm-hmm. Now we're trying to figure out. It's like okay, so cool. What the hell does Zeus have to do? And why the hell does Zeus? Why the hell does Zeus not have a family? But it's just Bell. Like it makes no sense. Yeah. So it's like just like those two like fantasy worlds and and settings is just what's very interesting too. To me, and it's it's always it's gonna be a tie between those two. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree with you on Don Machi. Don Machi is personally one of my favorite franchises. I've kept up to date with all the light novels and stuff. It would probably be my vote for best fantasy as well. Um, I would also say a big shout out to Re Zero. I would say that would be an easy second place for me personally. I love the franchise. I love the series. I love the characters. They're fantastic to me. Um, but Don Machi definitely holds a much more special place in my heart. Not only because of how I got into it, but also just generally how much I've gotten from it as well. Because while the light novels have been great, you've got the spin-offs of Sword Oratoria as well from Don Machi. You've got the anime, you've got the movie, the overs. Everything is there. But even the gacha game itself, funnily enough, is such a gem mine of stories. Because um, the author himself, Fujino Omori, that is the author of Don Machi, he writes a lot of the stories for the gacha game and a lot of it actually tells you the lore of Danmachi, the history of the, the origin of the dungeon, the, the origin of Argonaut, the hero and stuff like that. And we do get a little bit of information about Zeus's familia actually in the game as well, uh, for the record as well is, by the way. Um, so it's kind of uh, in- interesting in that regards. And the funny thing is the, the game does so well with its stories that they are getting adapted into actual manga format. So funnily enough, actually, I would highly recommend uh, is you go out of your way and read the Astrea Record manga that's going to be coming out because that does tell you a lot of details about the actual like Zeus Familia and stuff. So be, uh, you probably want to keep an eye out on that. It's getting a manga, I think, relatively soon, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but nice. I definitely think Danmachi is up there for sure. I love the franchise it's created, this big web of storylines and stuff. And the lore behind it, it's going to be immense once we get closer and closer to the finale. For sure. Um, Stacey, how about you? Best fantasy? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know how much fantasy I've really watched or mm-hmm. read, but the best one I've read is obviously Berserk to me. <laughs> it's a good, yeah, it's a fair. dark fantasy. Like, it's mm-hmm. literally, it's an actual legit fantasy. And yep. I mean... Yeah, it's, it's considered a dark fantasy, so it has a lot of, like, crazy elements to it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's probably the best, like, anime or manga piece that I have read that's, like, fantasy. You know, I love Konosuba, but I'd probably put that in, like, one of my favorite co- comedy categories, if anything. <laughs> yeah, that's um, fair. Because I love Konosuba. Konosuba made me laugh so much. Um so, but yeah, I think for fantasy, probably Berserk, for sure. 
No, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, if you it, it it sometimes people forget that it is actually a fantasy in a way because everybody focuses on the action, the storylines and stuff, right? That it is set in a fantasy world. It is literally a fantasy. Uh, like you said, it's the definition of a dark fantasy. Um, so I think that's a very fair shout. All right, let's move into uh another category again. Uh, let's go on to romance now. Best romance. I think I'll start off first. I think for me. It's hands down Kaguya-sama, personally. I know I could also put it into comedy, but I think I have something else for comedy. Um, I think uh, Kaguya-sama, for me, is uh, ultimately the best romance. It's fulfilling. It gives a good storyline for the main two characters because the one issue that I have with a lot of these romance shows that or romance mangas, I should say, as well, and light novels, whatever romance-related piece of media that comes out, it ends up being this whole thing of, like, Oh, does she love me? Does she lo- does he love me? Kind of, and it keeps going back and forth. Whereas in Kaguya-sama, it's a little bit of a different take where they both know that they like the other person. Well, not necessarily knowingly, but subconsciously they know it. They want to make sure the other one falters first and foremost. It's a very different take, but it also is really well done and it develops the characters really, really well. And that's very important as well. And the side characters also help in that development as well, which I feel like a lot of these romance shows tend to just push the side characters to a side when it come, you know, push comes to shove. But I feel Kaguya-sama has never let that happen necessarily, even in manga format. The, the side characters hold their place, they hold their own, and they support the characters in the right manner. Not too much, not too little. So I think for me, Kaguya-sama would be my best romance. Um, Stacey, how about you? Best romance from your end? I mean, I love Kaguya-sama a lot, but I think like the most refreshing romance that's come out recently is My Dress Up Darling. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really cute and I liked it. And I think it was like kind of refreshing Um, for some reason. I mean, a lot of romance animes are so annoying to me because like you said, it's a lot of back and forth and it doesn't go anywhere. And it's like, oh my God, you guys clearly like each other. Like just grow some balls or something. (laughs) And um. Yeah, I I liked um I really liked my dress up darling when it came to romance. I don't know if it's like the best, but like recently I might have some recency bias about it, but yeah. I thought it was just super just super refreshing and fun to watch and it was like lighthearted and stuff and yeah, it, it was it's a cute romance. I just wish that this category, like this genre, there was more adult romance going on cuz I'm so sick of the high school stuff. Like I wish there was yeah. more like 20s, 30s, something. It's just like, bruh, I, I just wish there was a little bit more adult maturity there and like mm-hmm. dive into some like maybe some real relationship issues that a lot of people deal with. Because like the high school stuff is always just like, oh my God, like what okay. is he going to, you know, tell me he loves me or like blah, blah, blah. It's like, that is like so stupid. Like I want some real like romance, like some real heartbreak or whatever. Like I want to see that stuff. So mm-hmm. It's kind of lacking in some ways in this genre. Yeah. But regardless, there are still some good ones out there, like My Dress Up Darling. Yeah, I feel like when it comes to, like, adult romance shows, like, it's so far and few between. And sometimes more, I would say even more often than not, they end up being a little bit lighthearted. You know, Vodakoi, My Senpai is Annoying. These are some examples I have, but they're all very lighthearted versions of the stories, right? Um, the only real ones, maybe you could say, I guess, golden time, maybe, but even then it's like 19 years old. It's closer to high school, more so still, I would say, um, there's very few 
adult-based uh, romance shows for sure. And I think the there needs to be more. There, there does need to be more. As I've grown older, I do want more of that for sure as well. Um, Trico, how about you? Best romance show for you, mate? Uh, well, I, I I was going to give you uh, Love is War anyway, because I knew you were going to say it, but yeah. you stole it anyway. So I was like, oh, dang, I had to think of some other ones. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but uh, I guess the one that I like the most is the one that actually got me into reading manga in the first place, because it ended off season one, mm-hmm. and I was like, I need to know more. I need to know more. So I had to actually like pick up manga for it, and that is We Never Learn. It's just like adorable, like kind of like yeah. a tutor. Yep, it's adorable little like anime where a guy is like a tutor for these two geniuses, and it kind of spoke a lot to me of my like college career in a little bit. So it actually meant a lot to me. And I guess if I could think of another one, it would be um, the Duke of Duke of Death and His Maid because mm-hmm. that was like, a couple seasons ago, and I just felt like it was so like wholesome and so adorable. And I thought the premise of a guy who literally anything he touches dies, but he falls in love with his maid who's also pretty much in love with them and they have this kind of like forbidden love kind of style that i haven't really seen done very much so i thought it was actually really cool and clever that's very good options duke of death and his maid i i mean i ha- i remember watching it and i actually really liked it it was made by jc staff as well if i recall correctly um mm-hmm. definitely one of the more underrated shows of that season and i did like it i wasn't expecting it as a choice, but it is a really good recent choice for sure as well. Uh, I don't disagree with that at all. And Bokuben, I love that show as well. I think I, mm-hmm. I think I preferred Orisuki because I remember those were the two big romance shows going on at the same time. I kind of leaned towards Orisuki more so than I did Bokuben, but Bokuben was really solid as well for sure. Um, Is how about you? Best romance? Uh, to be honest, I was going to say Angel Beats. But, bit, of, bit, bit of an odd one, but I, I, I like it. But, but I mean, I mean, it is technically a romance. It, technically. it is, it is technically. There's technically. a lot of technicality going on there, but I respect it. <laughs> yeah, but I just it popped up to my head. Um, love is hard for an otaku. Ooh, that one that was is, a good one. Uh, yeah, yeah, that one was uh that one is, is that like, another wait which one is that is that like the when they're like in a city or whatever and the it's, girl has red hair and the guy smokes a lot is that what it is yes it's vodakoi yes it's, it's vodakoi yeah. yeah it's the one i okay, mentioned okay. earlier on. Yeah. i've seen that yeah. one yeah yeah. Okay. yeah yeah that one um that one it made me want to pick up the manga and i did and i don't regret it it's an amazing like light-hearted show it's like essentially like it's essentially an adult's version of a ro- of a romance where it's like these two working adults who are both yeah. otaku's are just like, hey, guess what? You know what? You know you're in a, you can't find anyone. You can't find any. I can't find anyone. Mm-hmm. You know why don't we just date? I mean, we have the same hobby, so why not just try it out? And you know, yeah. it works out perfectly. And just like obviously, like obviously, with the two main characters, you also have like you know their friends and the brother as well, who's you know falls in love with someone. And just yep. watching their stories, you know, you know, bloom into something bigger. It's just very interesting. It was very, it was a very much um, good read. It's sad that it's over, but you know what? It was a, it was a fun ride while it lasted. So that would be my, my topic for romance. They still need to stop doing the overs and actually do another season of that show. I Honestly. I like don't Honestly. get me wrong. I know the manga has ended. I think it recently ended as well. It wasn't like that yeah. long ago, like a year ago maybe, right? Um, mm-hmm. but they definitely need to the do that. Fi- I, yeah, 
I, the final bond you just got out. I still need that second season. A1 pictures, please, for the love of God. It's not that hard. It's you've been I don't know why. They're making overs. There's literally an over that just came out like a year or like not even like a year ago. I think like October, literally. And it's like, brother, please just make another season. Why are you making all these overs instead? Come on now. Um, but yeah, no, that's a very, very good choice. Vodakoi was another option I had, and you know, uh, Stacey mentioning adult romance shows. I was like, yeah, that's actually a really good one as well. Yeah, no, yeah. I seen that. And I thought yeah. it was like kind of boring. The It was like 11 episodes. And I thought, I was like, damn, this is like, okay. But it, I thought it was a little boring. There wasn't yeah. enough going I, on in it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, that, that's the reason why as well, I kind of wanted more. I feel like it should have had that extra season. I think with that second season, it'll just explode more, but at this point, I don't know if it'll ever get one. A1 Pictures needs to get their head out of their asses to be able to do that. Um, all right. I think we're moving into the final two categories now. Um, so we're close to wrapping up this mini segment. Basically, I say mini. This is the major part of the episode, basically. Um, Sci-fi shows. We're going to talk about mechs, everything of that sort. So I'm expecting a lot of repeating answers here. So feel free to use the same answers as other people. Uh, for me, I would probably say Neon Genesis Evangelion. I still maintain it's my favorite anime of all time or my top anime of all time i don't think anything will come close to it i loved it it was a great psychological thriller it had a, good, a lot of good sci-fi elements in it as well with the mechs and stuff and the aliens i suppose if we want to call them that um overall just so so good the angels we'll just call them the angels i don't know why i said the aliens but the angels really really good uh show for me personally I, I, I don't want to, I, I don't have anything else to say. It's my favorite anime of all time. So I have to put it at number one when it comes to this genre. Um, Chickle, how about you? Let's start with you this time around. All right. Um, so I'm going to snatch this one up just because this one is actually a really, really good one. And that is a Gurren Lagann. I thought a Gurren yep. Lagann is like one of the better, like, like newish, not a newish, I guess it's pretty old, but like yeah. a newish uh, uh, mecha anime. Um, I actually love that i love how i started with this this tiny drill and it ended up with literally throwing galaxy at each other kind of fighting i thought it was yep. really great um and then i also i'm going old school and i'm going to talk about gundam wing zero just because i just love the gundams i grew up watching and like loving gundams i even make bottle kits i think the wing zero like uh part was like one of my favorite ones that's 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 fair i think yeah i was kind of expecting a, a, around this table I say table as if we are at a table, but around this table, expecting Gurren Lagan or or uh, or Neon Genesis Evangelion. But Stacey, how about you? What's your favorite sci-fi? I no, I love Neon Genesis Evangelion. I love it so much. Um, big fan of it. But I'm gonna say like my favorite one is actually a really recent anime that just came out not too long ago. And actually, Joker was on me about it. But it's the Vivi Fluorite song. Okay. Um, <laughs> anime yeah i'm not, <laughs> gonna not here I, to talk about it i was about mm -hmm. to say i was gonna i was a little stressed you were gonna say something like darling in the franks and i was gonna be like get out no no we were no more darling in the franks <laughs> i haven't even <laughs> seen darling in the franks honestly oh. um yeah i've heard bad things about it but um I mean, no, I I really like Vivi. Yep. It's about like androids and it's a future futuristic world. There's robots and all this stuff and it's it's really good. I like it. It's only like 12 episodes. The animation's really good. It's by Wit Studio. It's not like a typical sci-fi mech 
anime like at all there yep. there isn't anything mech about it but it's still very sci-fi and yeah i i enjoyed it a lot so vivi's fluorite song it's it's something like that vivi's something something <laughs> yeah i think i think it's vivi fluorite's eyes song it's a very yeah very, yeah, yeah i keep mixing it up as well i say vivi's fluorite eye song vivi fluorite's eye song it's it's a, it's <laughs> yeah, a mess yeah yeah but it's around it's basically that effectively it's those words we just don't know where the it's is basically at the end of it um but uh yeah i do agree it is not your typical sci-fi show it's not your mech combat oh action we beat robots up we destroy stuff no no, no. it's more of a musical yeah. than anything else i would say it's a sci-fi musical which i think is fantastic i yeah. i also adored the show quite a lot for sure i think it's a very good option and it's a bit of a under the radar option for a lot of people and i highly recommend if you haven't watched it it only came out it's a very recent show as well it's not even that old so I highly recommend yeah. if you go out of your way and watch it for sure. Is how about you? Best sci-fi. Hmm. Um. To be honest, the only thing that can really you know stick out of my head for now would be Doctor Stone. Like in all honesty, yeah. mm-hmm. like it's just like like I would say like uh something like um I would also say like something like uh oh my goodness uh. Oh, I've completely forgot the name. <laughs> Holy shit. Wait, is it something we mentioned yeah. earlier on or what? No, no, no. It, oh. it was a Gundam. It was a Gundam. It was a Gundam. Oh, my oh. God. Uh, child, child Soldiers. No, wait. That's all of them. Oh, wait. Um, orphans. Oh. Iron Blood Orphans. There you go. Oh, there, there you go. go. There was, we go. Uh, we got yeah. there in the end. <laughs> I, I, I said Child Soldiers. So I was like, wait a second. That's every single Gundam. Never yeah. mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Dr. Stone really uh, just like. Just the fact of like it's sci-fi and like you know the fact of it's not like your stereotypical sci-fi, or it's just like you know obviously like, you know with mechs and stuff like that. It's like yeah. no, it's like it's technically sci-fi because he creates all this like you know new age technology in the prehistoric age essentially. So it's mm-hmm. something like that. Like that's just like something for me. Doctor Stone was just like hits home for sci-fi for me. Yeah, I think that's a very good option. I. You know, the, the thing is, I've just so, like, linked Dr. Stone with just Shonen. For some reason, I just put it in the sh- action category for some reason. But, in fact, it's not even got that much action. It's got more, I would say, sci-fi stuff than action. It definitely would be more mm-hmm. in line with that, for sure. Um, Very good option, obviously. It also recently ended its manga run. We're going to be getting a new season next year. There is a special coming out. Next week, actually, funnily enough, the premiere for it is happening at Anime Expo. Um, so yep, yep. it's going to be very exciting uh, times for Dr. Stone fans, for sure. Um, all right. Final category. Final category. We're going on to the best comedy. Um, is we'll start off with you. Best comedy from you, mate. <coughs> you know what? <laughs> I always got to say it. This is, this is my top one. Always, no matter what, Gintama. Gintama will always mm-hmm. top cat will always cop the comedy category. There is nothing no one can say that will change my mind. Like as much as like all these other like comedies that did like you know make me laugh, like um like Grand Blue Dreaming, I know that one had me, you know, essentially crying. Just something about Gintama and just like not only like is like the the story itself like really amazing, just like the comedic things that they put themselves in is just the fact that there's so many fourth wall breaks and but like it all makes sense in a way like i don't know just gintama will always be the top comedy in, in that category for sure for sure i think that's a really good option 
Um, Gintama, I think, is probably a lot of people's like top comedy, and it's phenomenal. And I'm I really want to have a rewatch of Gintama as well. It's been a while since I've had that rewatch, and I really want to have a rewatch sooner rather than later for sure. Um, Stacy, how about you? Best comedy from your end? Yeah, so I've never watched Gintama. It's definitely on the list, but from the comedies that I've seen, I I have so many that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the one that's made me like laugh out loud like crazy has been prison school. Oh my god. <laughs> I think prison <laughs> prison school is so funny to me. Like it is hilarious. I think it's I love it. It's I love like etchy goofy comedy. I yeah. I think it's awesome. I love that's probably like one of my favorite categories. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Um prison school is probably like top for me. And but I also love Konosuba. I love Way of the House Husband. That one had me rolling as well. I love Psyche K. That was hilarious. I've seen mm-hmm. Grand Blue Dreaming as well. That was good. And wasn't Golden Boy like really funny as well? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Golden Boy is like hilarious as well. There's just so many good funny ones. Like, <laughs> but I think Prison School is so iconic. I always try to get people to watch it just because it's so outrageous and funny. So yeah. Prison school for me. Honestly, I was not expecting prison school, but that's a very good option. <laughs> Nonetheless, I must admit it is fantastic in all honesty. It's um, too good. It's too good. It's just like unexpected. Like I just put it on one day in the gym. I was like, I don't know what this is about, but whatever. Let's put it on. First episode, I'm like, what the actual fuck is happening? <laughs> this is so good. I yeah. love it. And I yeah, amazing, amazing show. Honestly, I I that's a very good show to put on this list for sure. Um, Chico, yeah. how about you? <laughs> oh no! Well, you guys, you guys took some of my answers. The Gitama and Konsuba was definitely going to be my first choices for that. Um, but I did, I did like want to go through and see if I can think of any other ones. And the only two ones I can pop in my head afterwards was uh, Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, because I think it's adorable, but also just hilarious. And then Daily Lives of a High School uh, Boys. I actually thought that was actually like it, it It touched me as a kid growing up with it and just was hilarious and made me laugh. Even, the episodes still make me laugh, even now that I'm more of an adult. Mm-hmm. No, that's a that's a very good one as well, for sure. I, you know, it, I, I love it as well. I think I would probably put it as my slice of life more so Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, that is for sure. Uh, but mm-hmm. I do think the comedy mm-hmm. in it is phenomenal as well. Um, For me personally, I think if I had to give my best comedy Ooh, it's it's a very tricky one but it's a show that's getting its second season this uh upcoming summer season and i'd say it's probably devil is a part-timer i really loved the first season and it was really really hilarious to me i mean you guys also t- took some answers i'm not gonna lie you know gintama was gonna mm-hmm. be up there grand blue as well and i think grand blue is great as well i really really loved grand blue as a comedy but i think devil is a part-timer especially with its second season coming up i had to give it the nod just so that people know about it and you know with the second season coming up they can go watch it i'd say it's a fantastic fantastic comedy probably in my top five i would say easily and uh, I'm super, super excited to get the second season because I know I'm just going to have a ball of time just watching it, just laughing out loud consistently, right? It's going to be so, so good. But 
I think there we have it. Those are our top anime from each genre. We've given our thoughts. A lot of differences across the board, but generally also good choices, I would say. Like, I was expecting a lot of the common stuff. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit worried about that. But I think we've done a fantastic job in avoiding that. Now, to wrap up the podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about what's coming up next week. And uh, we're not going to be actually covering it there, not all of us, but... Trico is going to be going to Anime Expo next week. So I thought what what a better way to wrap up the podcast than, you know, just talking about Anime Expo and seeing what we're most excited about. Because there are some things there that are very, very interesting. Some premieres of shows like Blue Lock is airing its first episode there, if I'm not mistaken. Inspector, we're getting some One Piece film Red stuff. I know there's a third anniversary for Demon Slayer happening as well. There's a very high chance we could be getting a lot of trailers and stuff. So I want to put it out there. Chico, since you're going, let's start off with you first. What are you most hyped about? What are you most excited to go and see at Anime Expo? I mean, of course, there's going to be a lot of the figurines and models and stuff like that. But in terms of like anime, are you excited for any panel or anything in particular that you're keen on going and seeing? Yeah, so like this is my third year going, and because of the what happened with the pandemic, we weren't able to actually show up to like uh, any like live shows for a while. So I'm really super excited to go to this one. Now, normally I usually don't really go to a lot of the panels unless it's something really gripping to me. I usually just go there for just the like the merch, like mm-hmm. the anime figures or the art, um, and then maybe I'll try out some of the food and stuff of like that. But this is actually be the first time I'm actually going to try and check out as much as the panels as possible. Yeah, I mean, some of them are really, really cool. Like, I'm surprised, my boy, you didn't talk about the Kaguya Summer Festival that's going to be happening over there. That's going to be so dope. Yeah, I did refer I to it at the start. One. I did refer to yes, it at the you start. Yes, you did. You but, did. Uh, yeah, that, that is one that I'm very excited about as well. But there's also other panels as well. Like, Chainsaw Man, I know, is going to probably, is having, not probably, it is having a panel there where we're probably going to get the date for the anime, which. We, I'm surprised we still haven't gotten a date for the anime yet, by the way. I'm, just, I'm still surprised that it's just soon, up in the air. Soon, soon, probably. Yeah, they said it, it is still supposed to release this year based on MAPPA. So it has to be announced. This upcoming Anime Expo has to be, right? Um, but yeah, that that is one panel. Anything else you're keen on as well, along with the Kaguya Sama panel? Oh yeah, like Spy Family English Dub is going to get a, a panel. I'm super looking for Trash Taste panel that's gonna be really cool mm-hmm. um i i'm hopefully able to do an interview with them like I, we don't have a press pass but like i'm gonna hope that we can like meet up with the yeah. other person's gonna be going there with me and we're going to try and beg and say can we talk to the enemy <laughs> like senpais please mm-hmm. uh there's also going to be uh iron mouse is going to be there with uh v shoujo which i think it'd be still pretty fun to try and go for him yep. um and then like you already mentioned, like a lot of really good ones, like Demon Slayer is one that I'm really looking forward to checking out. Spike Chunks off because I'm a huge gaming like nut, so anything gaming and anime related, I'm usually gonna go ham on trying to check out too. Um, 
the Dr. Stone premiere is going to be something I'm definitely going to try and uh, dip into. And I also, I, I can't seem to find it on my list, but like I know that that was like a One Piece celebration, like yes. the 30th anniversary or something like that. I'm yeah. definitely going to check that one out too. Yeah, I think it's on the second because I was looking at it actually on stream because one of my, uh, well, I would say one of my VIP members from Twitch, uh, from my Twitch, they are also going to Anime Expo for one day only. I don't think they're going on the day off the One Piece movie. Or I think they are. I'm not sure exactly. I think they said they were going on the second. But I think it is that day, actually. I, I think there's supposed to be something with the One Piece film Red, the the upcoming One Piece movie. Mm -hmm. So I'm very, I'm that, that's going to be very, very exciting for sure. Um, Stacey, what are you looking forward to the most? I know it's probably, I know what I'm expecting to hear, but you go on and say it. I don't know. Like, dude, I'm not really expecting anything. Like, I, I guess... I was expecting one I piece. Mean, I'm not gonna lie. Well, yeah, one piece stuff, but like I'm not going. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I mean, like I have a lot of other things to think about in I life and like, like my, my own personal, personal stuff. stuff. So, so it's, it's just, just like, like the, the anime, anime expo, expo hasn't, hasn't really been really the forefront of my mind. Like, of course, I'm excited for like that, you know, yeah. the one piece stuff. But it'll, it'll be revealed, revealed when it's revealed, and, and yeah, yeah, I'll I'll hear about it, and then that'll be that. that. But yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, like, it's. I wish I could go. Like, that would be one thing. If I were going, I would totally want to go to see the Trash Taste Boys. Like, I've been listening to their podcast ever since it came out. Um, um and, and I'm just really, really fond of them, them so, so I wish I could go I wish I could go to like TwitchCon as well but it's just like a crazy crazy year so yeah I hope you get that interview bro like I'm I'm <laughs> I'm so jealous if you get to like seriously it's gonna be it'd be so fun to meet those guys but yeah I mean I wish I could go um I don't know. I I'm excited for the people that get to go, basically. But right now, I'm just like, eh, whatever. Like, I have so much stuff to deal with in my own personal life that it's, like, not really at the forefront of anything. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, definitely agree with you. I'm probably going to keep a side eye more so than anything else. Of course, whenever, you, you know, Chico and uh, Anime Athlete, who's going as well, you know, they get me the stuff. I will obviously have to work on it and make sure it goes up on the Five Man Annie Manga channel. But I want to keep a side eye on it for obviously some of the announcements that come out. But we'll, like you said, with so how social media is, I wouldn't be surprised if all the information actually gets leaked before the panels themselves at this rate, to be quite honest, right? Uh, I think that happens way too commonly nowadays. Um, is how about you? Any announcements you're looking forward to or any premieres that you're interested in watching once it's done at Anime Expo? Uh, Blue Lock is one of them, and um, obviously you're gonna be you know waiting for those uh for those One Piece like uh news for the uh, film Red, Red because that's, that's gonna be um that's, that's a movie, movie I definitely, definitely want to go see once it's, it's out on um, the Western Front. But yeah, yeah nothing much, much really. Just like because like, I haven't been really you know trying to keep up with um Anime Expo because I'm not going, so it's like I I don't really like necessarily need to know everything that's going on yeah but just like obviously you know obviously one piece news and then obviously like you know the premiere for blue lock which blue lock is an amazing manga i think it's one of my if we were to do sports if we were to do a sports category that would have definitely been my top one but yeah no just those two really is what i'm very interested in no, definitely, definitely agree with you on that one. For me, I think as well, I would probably say I'm looking forward to the premieres more so than anything else. Obviously, I really hope they do get, you know, put up online, be it on Crunchyroll or whatever. I think Crunchyroll should be premiering them as well and having them on their website or whatever. So we'll see. 
But definitely, I think that those are the ones I'm looking forward to as well as more so the premieres than the announcements themselves. Because the announcements, we know for the most part what they're going to be about. Maybe like just confirming like, okay, this is the date, like I said, for Chainsaw Man and stuff. But definitely going to be exciting. And nonetheless, we'll obviously talk about if there is any actually really surprising announcements at Anime Expo. We'll talk about it in the next podcast, which should be right after uh, Anime Expo ends. You guys will probably get it around effectively the 7th or 8th of uh, uh, July. Basically, if I'm not mistaken, is when we'll start record the next podcast. So make sure you guys tune in then. But if you guys enjoyed this podcast, leave a like, of course, if you're watching us on YouTube uh, uh, and you're watching the premiere of course comment down below what did you guys like most about the podcast let us know if any changes you want to see as well maybe some adjustments some improvements we're glad to take on any advice you guys give us any crit constructive criticism we'll always take that on our shoulders and you know make adjustments accordingly and once again we appreciate all of y'all for watching this podcast or listening uh, listening in on it if you're hearing us on Spotify. And thank you to Stacy, Is, and Chico for joining me on this podcast as well. We greatly appreciate everybody, one of, of every one of you guys listening in on us. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Until then, take it easy, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. See ya. Bye.